Welcome to The Coaching Life, episode number 100. One zero zero. Sitting here with my podcasting partner, Pat Martin. How are you doing today, brother? Good coach. How are we, you, man? Fantastic, because we've made it to 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Can you believe that? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. We've been through a lot. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Sat in this room for a while and did some podcasting. And then, uh, I don't know, probably about a year and a half of doing some episodes. Not even a year and a half, really. When we started. I can't remember what, what month we started then. Yeah, it was, it was um, I, think, I think we went less than a year before we had to, to uh, remote. go remote for a while. And then, you know, when you, as we look back through some of our past episodes, a good bit of, you know, in fact, almost a majority of our episodes have been uh, re- with me talking on a microphone and you talking through Zoom or Teams remotely. Yeah, that's interesting. I, it's wild. It doesn't seem like that. I know. It seems like we've been here more, but I'm definitely glad to be back in the studio, though. I can tell you that. I, I am. T- I'm glad to have you back, and I know our listeners are glad to have your voice back on on the mic. <laughs> yeah, we're listening to listen that, to some of these that clips. Buttery voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sound all the same in, in, in all of them. I sound kind of <laughs> kind of squeaky a little bit, but uh, yeah, episode one hundred, yeah. we made it. Yeah, and so we, you know, we we've thought about what to talk about. Should we have a guest on? What should we do for our one hundredth episode? We wanted to do something special, especially for those of you, you know, the handful of you who who've been listening to us all along the way. Now we don't we don't assume that everyone who subscribes to our podcast has actually listened to all 99 episodes of our podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome if so. And, and if you have, let us know. That'd be awesome to, uh, to hear from you. So for that reason, for that reason, here's, here's what Pat and I decided to do for our 100th, our ceremonial 100th episode. We went back through the 99 previous episodes that we've done and we asked ourselves, what are some of the highlights? What are some of the memorable highlights that we just that we have just ourselves? You know, that's our podcast, so we can choose whatever our highlights are, right? But it was tough. It was difficult. It, very difficult yeah. because you know we had we've had so many good guests as well, right? And I wanted to go immediately to those, yeah. But but we have we've had more than five. We kind of wanted to pick five. Five highlights from the past yeah. 100 episodes, you know, four of the, from the past 99 episodes. And um, yeah, and it's, it's hard, you know, because, you know, two of those guests are related to me. So it's right it's like to not include to, to include one, but not the other or not include both of them makes me. So I, I need to tell my wife right now, hey, I really, truly believe that Brock and Kaylee's episodes were the <laughs> best two episodes we've ever done. I do. Th- I, I think Brock's they were was really the best good. episode we've ever done. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but he he was had the- some really good stuff to say. He yeah. really did. And it just kind of flowed. Everything that we had been mm-hmm. talking about up to that point, he kind of, he verified it. Yeah, and it wasn't. Ve- yeah, because we validated had, us. He, that's exactly right. We needed that validation for our PDP, uh, our player <laughs> development right. program that we were talking about. Because honestly, he was the first guest that we had, I believe. And we weren't even sure how long we were going to do this podcast. You guys will hear here in a little bit when we play some clips from some old episodes. The very, the second episode that we that we um, that we did, 
you were kind of like, I, we're going to talk a little bit about this idea we have, and it might be two, three, four episodes, who knows, yeah. and that might be it. And here we are sitting at one. We, we've, this, is, this thing has morphed into something bigger than just talking about player development among youth sports and youth baseball particularly. You'll probably hear me say, um, a lot. <laughs> In the in those earlier episodes, you know, I was. We yeah, you've grown very very well. Or, yeah, we won't tell everybody that our our post production editing has gotten better. To <laughs> is, no, I'm, I'm teasing. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah, no. So, what we have for you today is five to seven. Five to seven. We might have a couple of bonuses in there. Yeah, knowing us, we're not going to stop at five. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> we're going to play you some brief clips, some 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 sound bites from an episode. So we'll take. We'll start with one. We'll start with with one of the episodes that we've chosen. We'll play a sound bite, and then you and I just chat about. It. Let's just let's just let's respond to. It. Let's have a live reaction here. You ever watch those on YouTube? The reaction videos where yes. a guy will be listening to an album for the first time and then and be like, oh yeah, this bangs. Yeah, yeah. You're the, oh, <laughs> yes. I don't know about that. Yeah, so it, I have seen those. Yeah. So even though we've said it and we know we kind of we'll, we'll maybe remember what we were talking about there, it'll be interesting I think to go back yeah. and revisit where we were at the time. So are you ready? I'm ready. Ready to go. All right, let's do it. This is from bonus episode between five and six. We did a bonus episode where we came in midweek. Actually, I came in midweek. This was the first time we did. We used Zoom, actually. The first time we used remote. I remember. I remember uh, setting on my back you, deck. Yeah, it was raining at your house even, and I can yeah. remember hearing the rain. Um, but we talked about um, the issue of building a mistake avoidance culture mm. in your teams. Yeah. And so here... Here is a clip from that. Whenever a kid is playing to not make a mistake, they will never play to their full potential. Absolutely. It is impossible for them to do so. I mean, because they, they have to hold back a little bit they, just to be sure that they don't make a mistake. I mean, they, they have to monitor themselves, so to speak. They, you know, and so what's going to happen is you as a coach, you're only going to get so much out of them because they're, they're having to hold back because they're so concerned about making a mistake. And the question I want to ask us coaches and us parents is, why are they so concerned about making mistakes? Why are they worried about it? It's because we create that mindset in our kids. We create it by our words and we create it by our actions. Coach, you, you give a list of uh, what I'd call behaviors. And you say, hmm. do you find yourself doing this during your, you know, your, your children's games or during the games that you coach? And, you know, it's just a list of, of different things. And, you know, after you read them, you say, you know, if you said yes to one of these, you know, you, you might be someone that is creating a culture of, of, of mistake avoidance. And, yeah. and I remember very, very clearly reading this and, and it was just, you know, one after another. Yep, I do that. Yep. 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 And, uh, it, you know, it brings me back. I, I, I remember it before this was a time before I read the book. Uh, there was a situation I, I was coaching my oldest son, Jake. Uh, I think it was a fall ball season. Uh, he may have been uh, 10 or 11 years old. 
and uh, I, don't, I don't even remember remember what he did wrong. And that, you know, that's a that's another point to make. Yeah. Always is. remember that as we go through the you know the sports uh, youth sports life cycle that we are as 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 athletes and as parents as coaches. Not only are we not going to remember what 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 these mistakes are, but other people definitely aren't going to remember. Exactly. So they're very small things, but something happened. He didn't cover second base or whatever, and uh, I I you know I I basically stopped the game to uh, you know to yell at him, yeah. and and it it wasn't it wasn't a meeting. It was a it was a it was a from a dugout to second base scream, you know you know yeah. kind of what are you doing? You know get your head in the game and. Uh, after the game, my dad came up to me, and I, you know, I knew he wasn't very happy. And uh, he said, uh, "He said you're too hard on Jake." And I said, "You know, I, I wasn't hearing that. I didn't like. Right. I didn't want to hear that." And I said, "No." You're just thinking that's Grandpa, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're taking up for grandson, right? Sure. And uh, you know, I, I said, "Our relationship's fine. He understands." He said, "No, no, you don't get it. You, when you do stuff like that, you're embarrassing him. But you're embarrassing him." in front of a bunch of people and you're making making him afraid to mm. make mistakes yeah making and, him uh, timid to play yeah exactly you don't want and, your kids you know. to play timid hit me with that right off the bat huh <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be tough to to respond to these i think um thoughts come and go as you know i, I had one thought as we as as the clip started and well, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you done better? Yeah. That's two that's almost two years ago that you said that. Yeah. No, I I think that's that was my final thought is that there's some bittersweet reflection on on that story there because I, I do feel like I've I've improved really I mean from my kids' perspective dramatically. I think I've improved, but I'm still improving and I one thing that came to mind is I I'm coaching a twelve U uh, fall baseball team and um we had been practicing a uh, a throw down the third when there's runners on first and third to get the runner at third, and mm-hmm. uh, we tried that this weekend. And, and my my third baseman didn't cut in on the baseball; he kind of just stayed at third base, and it didn't work out as well as what we thought it would. <laughs> the ground ended up scoring, but um, you know, I I coached him at that point, and uh, I've, that's something that I've been cognizant of as a coach uh, uh, over the last couple of years is not trying not to scream out instruction or yeah. coaching you know during the middle of an inning because i'm pretty i'm pretty confident in saying that i don't know how much <laughs> that hurt that helps um you're much better off to, to bring them off the field but that that came to mind is that i i'm still not perfect at it mm-hmm. <laughs> i still uh shout some things out um but but i'm better and uh better for the better i think it's made yeah. me a better coach and and really a better dad and and my I think my kids have have actually enjoyed sports a, a lot more They'll, and they've probably played a little more loose you yeah. know I mean the whole point of of not having mistake avoidance you know having that as a mindset in in our among our teams is that we don't want them to play tight um you know we want them to play freely to be aggressive to you know, and rather than playing um, to make you know well just like we're like we're talking about to not make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids go out there and they and their only thought is don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. And you know you can see a lot of times who those kids are because they're the ones that when they swing and miss, they look directly toward the stands 
to mm-hmm. a particular place in the stands. Um, they th- overthrow first base, shortstop fields a uh, routine ground ball and throws it over first baseman's head. They kind of glance up into the stands of who are they looking for there? They're looking for that parent, most likely, who yeah. has developed a mistake avoidance mindset in their kids. Um, yeah, and I think I think we're gonna we're gonna sum a lot of things up, um, but it's not just about sports, right? You no, know, uh, in life, you're gonna fail. Yeah, you're gonna fail a lot, and uh, the the what. You know, the important part about that is how you respond to that failure. Um, but you, knowing that you really can't succeed, you can't have great successes without without failure. Mm-hmm. And if you if you go through life and you're not failing, you're probably not accomplishing too much. So I think it's a it's a key to keep in mind that when you see your when you see your kid or your or your players fail out on the field, out on the court, uh, there's some positive to that. And there's opportunity yeah. in that to 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 be better players, but most importantly, to be better people. Right. Yeah. Let's do another one. All right. Moment number two. This was actually from episode 15 that was titled What Really Matters. Mm-hmm. And it, we sort of took a theme from one of the chapters from my book, Building Champions, that's actually titled What Really Matters. And uh, we actually reposted this as episode number 58. So this is this is the one podcast episode that we have posted twice. I think I put a little different introduction to it. I think we had a week there where one of you were out of t- one of us was out of town. We we're just too busy or something, and we and we're like, gotcha. let's get something out. And so we thought here's so we must we must have thought we had some good stuff on this on this particular episode and so and so we 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 selected this one as our uh, second highlight moment so here is a clip from what really matters episode 15 i remember being at um a 10 u travel game and uh i you were there we were we were talking to each other and you were you were talking to me about this concept and and during that game what i saw was I saw a kid in one inning. Probably, I think he made four errors. <laughs> and they, they were tough plays. Yeah, it was a 10-U game. Right, right. <laughs> right. They were tough plays, you know, off the end of his glove, you know, hard, hard bad bounce, you know, whatever. But he, he, had, he made four errors. And he, and w- the reason we were talking about it is because when you came over, you said something like, I heard that he had, he had a rough inning. And I said, well, you know, I was kind of sticking up for him. You know what I mean? And uh, the, the 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 catch is, I minimized those mistakes because I was not invested in that game mm-hmm. as say I would have been if that was my son. If that was my son, yeah, it would have probably been a bad moment for me as a parent, yeah, and for him as a player. I probably wouldn't have handled it well, yeah, right. But because I was not invested in that game I was a, I had a different perspective so I think you know going out if, if people's out there listening and they're like hey man I, I want to be you know a, yeah. a better but I don't know how to do it I think a great starting point is to, to go find a 10U game or go find an 8U game and just watch it by yourself and find one that you don't know anyone playing yeah you don't know any of the parents and you don't know any of the umpires 
Yeah. You have nothing, nothing vested in that game, in that experience at all. Right. I'm getting goosebumps because I'm, I'm getting to a point that I want to make. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go do that. And and like you said, the umpires won't be as bad. Yep. <laughs> right? They'll be much more fair. Right. You'll see them giving a lot yeah. more effort than what you do. The coaches won't be as bad. As or you won't decisions. care as much. And you won't care as much. About the umpires. What calls. will you care about? You'll care about the enjoyment of the game. You'll care about watching these kids play baseball. Mm-hmm. And the point I want to make about the 10U kid was this, is this. This is what we miss. This mm-hmm. is what we miss when, we, when we're so invested and we, we let it drive. You know, the way we respond, we respond mm-hmm. negatively. We miss that what this kid did. He was a great teammate. He, can, he, he hustled off the field. He hustled on the field. He actually got moved to a different position. His body language was still positive. Mm. He still fought. He, was, he cheered his teammates on. And let me tell you, mm. from, a, from an outsider's perspective, I learned more about that kid in that moment, in, in, in how he responded to that failure than if he would have scooped those ground balls up and made the plays. Because what he... What he told me was he's a winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, it, and those, those are the types of people in life that we want on our side. Those are the type of people in life when we go out and we're trying to find people, you know, to fill positions and fill leadership roles. Those are the That's, types of people that we want. And if we're so invested in the game that we are, are you know, rehashing these negative points, it's so easy. And that's to all miss. we're thinking about. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Man, that's a great point, Pat. Yeah. That's what we miss. There's some there's some uh there's some heartache in that old boy's uh, voice there. I don't know if you can hear it. I can feel it as the as the as the words come out of his mouth. Uh I stole that idea from you though, going to a ten U ball game and just the you know that yeah. you, you don't have any association with. I know that you talked about that. Uh, quite a few times and how you enjoyed doing that now yeah. but what a segue from from the first uh sound bit we had because you know we that's the that's exactly what we were talking about you know how how do you how do you come back from that what really matters that's that's what really matters is how you handle that that adversity you know and 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 um and seeing that being able to see the the majesty yeah, that, that is in the game of of baseball or softball or, or or just or really any sports, but right, we all know that baseball's the greatest game. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> well, and being able to understand the answer to that question as as a mom or a dad, yeah, who's who is um, you know, you're you're the one that's spending ninety five percent of the time to you know involved in, involved with your kids and their and their athletic. Uh, you know, endeavors when they're, when they're younger. And I think, uh, you know, one of the points about this, this conversation was we need to really understand what the answer to that question is, what yeah. really matters. And, you know, the second, the second time we posted this particular episode as episode 58, the, the title of it was the car ride home. Mm. And, yeah. be, you know, at the beginning of that episode, I actually told a story from the introduction of my book where I, said that I came to realize that I was focusing way too much attention on things that didn't matter as much. And I noticed that as I looked back on my life, I didn't notice it in the moment when this happened, but as I looked back on my life and I thought about a particular car ride from a tournament that we were playing to the hotel, which was about a 15 minute ride from a a game. 
to the hotel back where we were going. And that was a game where, you know, my 11 year old son at the time had a horrible day, just a bad day, bad, bad day at the plate, made some errors, just didn't feel like, you know, he really wanted to be there, you know? And I let him know all the way, all the way back on that ride. I let him know, look, your mom and I pay a lot of money. We invest a lot of time. We take off work. You better, you know, and and this is how, this is how you're going to play the game. This is the effort we're going to get out of you. This is what, and, and just berated him all the way there. And get back to the hotel. As soon as we walk in the room, first thing he says, can I go down to the pool with, 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 you know, so-and-so, my buddies, my teammates. And, uh, and it, you know, I was like, well, yeah, sure. And, my, and I'm still sitting up in there in that room, you know, steaming about the daggum game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm grateful that I eventually caught it mm-hmm. in myself. And I know that there are probably dads listening right now, and you haven't caught it yet. You know, I've had people come up to me and tell me that they listen to our podcast and they really like it, and they, or they've read my book and they really like it. And then I've watched their beha- I've watched their behavior at games, and I think to myself, "Did you really read it?" Yeah. You know, but I did the same thing. Right. You know? I did the same thing. It's just so hard to stop yourself in that moment when it's happening, and say what I'm really getting angry about my 10 year old kid about right now isn't what really matters when we look back on this thing. Yeah. I think, I think what you just said there is the key is looking back. Reflection is important and, you know, having a plan going forward because I'll be honest with you. I think intentions are always good, Mm -hmm. but it's about the execution. Yeah. You know, when you, when you were on that car ride to the hotel, you, hundred percent you believe you were doing the right thing sure right motivating him you know letting him know what 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 mattered you know what was what was really important what really mattered um and you know what effort is important yeah and performance is important but how are you going to get that right how are you going to get there right and 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 how are you going to make him see how why it's important right and you know what's just as important as effort and performance perspective Yes. Yes, definitely. And I didn't, I, I completely lost perspective on that mm-hmm. car ride home. Yeah. There's, there's, there. It's easy to do. Bigger. Yeah. There's a bigger, bigger uh, view that we need to have. So, all right. Moving Put right some along. time into it, folks. Think yes. about it. Yeah. 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 Let's see. In 2019, which seems like a decade ago, in December, you and I decided to do five to 10 minute mini episodes and release one a day during the weekdays. We skipped the weekend leading up to Christmas and we called it the 12 days of coaching. And one of those episodes is, it has made our highlight reel and it is <laughs> day eight in which we talked about knowing your roles. The yep. title of it was know your role. Everyone. So we talked about the importance of everyone that's involved in youth sports, understanding what their role is and embracing that role and understanding the, the, the value in behaving properly yep. <laughs> within that role. Nurturing those roles. Yes. yes. And so here is a brief clip from that episode. We're going to talk about knowing your role today. Everybody, everyone. Yeah. 
What, what all groups of people does that include? Man, it's a bunch. You know, I think people might overlook it. When you go to attend a youth sports event, yeah, you have different. Ooh. If it's like a theater, you have different characters. Right? Yeah. Who are the main characters? You got your coaches. You got your players. Yeah, I'd say the players. The players main, are the main. Without a doubt, the main character. Shoot in that regard, and during a game, coaches actually get bumped down quite a bit. You have your yeah, officials. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would say players and officials are the two main characters yeah. in the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you got coaches, you got you got fans. You have... Unrelated fans. Yeah, I was going to say, you have parent fans, you have... Yeah, unrelated. Just family fans, friends oh, fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you have... You know, Boyfriend, girlfriend fans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you have just people that show up to watch a game yeah. or are walking by. You have concession workers. You have, yeah, there you go. You have field workers. Uh, you know, some places you have... Uh, uh, gatekeepers, the people that right. let you in the, right. the gate. So, a bunch of different roles. Yeah. So that make that are needed and necessary to make an event like that take place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not all are needed, I guess. But well, it makes it the, what it is. The function. It the ma- function. The function. Yeah. 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 Without. Yeah. Without yeah. doubt, makes it what it is. Right. How important is it to know that when you go into a game, what your role is? So, are you asking me? <laughs> Are you asking me if I go to a game because it is my child's game and my child is 11 years old and therefore I have to drive my child to the game. We get to the game. He gets out of the car. He gets warmed up. He listens to his coach. His coach puts him in a position. He stands in the batter's box. An umpire calls a ball or a strike. Where, what is my role in all that? Yeah. My role as parent. So what does that mean? What should I be doing at that moment? I know. What I would did. say my role would be <laughs> to enjoy what I'm seeing, uh, to enjoy watching my kid play. Right. And if I decide I would like to cheer for my child, <laughs> I'll do that. But that's not even necessary. I don't think. Well, we've. I'd rather cheer for the whole team. I'd rather to hear parents cheer for the whole team if you're going to cheer than just for one player. You know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I don't even think I don't even think cheering because you know, my own kids have said ah, I don't care if well, you cheer or not. They don't even hear you, right? Yeah. Sometimes. No, they don't hear you. Back Stay you in know. your lane. Is that what you're saying? Stay Says don't try to umpire. I'm a parent. Don't try to umpire. I'm a parent. Don't try to coach. I'm a parent. Don't try to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough though. It is. I've probably <laughs> I've probably uh, I probably broke that rule. Every everything that you said there, I probably broke it. You know, because I've as a as a fan, I've I've coached and I've umpired, and it's <laughs> it, so hard not I've, to coach from the stands. It is. It? It's yeah. tough. It's tough. It's so hard not to officiate from the stands. Yeah, really hard not to officiate. Yeah. That's the easy one. You know, everybody yeah. everybody does that. Yeah, you know, especially in a basketball game or something like that. Yeah. But, I don't think it was long after that episode that uh, your brother-in-law. Caught me uh, yelling at an official during that. <laughs> pulled, yeah. pulled me aside, said, "Pat, is that uh, is that what you guys talk about on the coach?" <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, that's good stuff. You know, I think um, everyone wants to make an impact on the game. Yeah. But they don't really understand how they can make that impact and, yeah. and when they can make that impact. Um, Knowing your role is so important. It's, I, I, I think knowing your role and, and, our, and our inability to, to do that, and not just that, but our, our failure to talk about this, our failure to um, uh, have, you know, have discussions around this is a big part of why we're losing, yeah. we're losing numbers and 
in, in, in certain sports. And I know, you know, for baseball in particular, I talk to kids all the time. I talked to a guy, I talked to a junior this, this past weekend that, uh, you know, he, I said, are you going to play? Are you thinking about playing baseball? And he said, I, I'm, I'm no good. I said, well, I didn't ask you that. Yeah. That's you know, the question that, you know, that I asked. Do you like playing? He says, yeah, I like playing. I'm just not that good. And I said, well, everyone has a role in the team, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think understanding how you can, you just don't have to play, you know, center field to have an impact on a ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing your role is important, and then you know, obviously the 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 conversation there is from a much different perspective. It's it's uh, it's 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 more about knowing when to act and when not to act, and and you know, it's there's a lot of valuable information right. in there. <laughs> about right. About. Yeah, you know, it's a, it. There's so much that uh, we can, you know, so many different directions you can go with the idea of roles. Well, I remember a few, if a handful of episodes back. I think we talked about, we gave some ideas for coaches. Did I? Did we talk about this on the podcast uh, about in how in um, in in the the, the player manual, the, the playbook that I that I put together for our team. Yeah, I have on a, a different page for every coach. And yep. and even players and parents, like what what our expectations are for our players, what our expectations are for our parents, you know, and people who attend our games, and then and then there's a there's a job description, a literal job description that that we've come up with as a coaching staff for the head coach, the first base coach, the third base coach, the bench coach, um, you know, the pitching coach, the hitting coach, and all of those. And if we have one person in every one of those roles, that's fantastic. Because usually more than one person's you know, or one person's doing more than one of those roles, right? And so you might have multiple roles when it comes to, you know, a lot of, a lot of you who listen to our podcast, you're, you're dad, but you're also coach. Mm. And that's a really tough one because there are times when dad would say things that coach shouldn't say. And yeah. there are times that coach says things that dad probably shouldn't, that dad shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And you've got to understand when to put those hats on and off. And, um, you know, you and I have both been through, you know, you still walk through that and my days of doing that are over, but, um, you know, I'll maybe be a grandpa someday, and and I'll have I'll be a <laughs> grand. You gotta regret. Will you regress when you become back a to all this back. stuff? I don't ask your ask you. Apparently, your dad handled it well. I guess you know. My, I I well, do hear mine. I do hear mine yell at officials a little bit though. My my dad yells at officials <laughs> too. Yeah, he doesn't hold back. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'd they've, say. They've earned it, right? They've, they've of course earned it. They we'll, we'll, let, we'll let them have a pass. They, yeah, they pay their <laughs> uh, One thing that sticks out to my mind is, you know, people not not understanding that everyone has a role and those roles have impacts on the game. You know what I what I experienced this summer is how important a uh, a ball boy is. Sure. Yeah, and and the impact on a team. Yeah. When that ball boy isn't in the it's dugout. Gone. Yes. Someone else has to do it. Oh, yeah. And that takes your focus off of, you know, something else mm-hmm. that you could be doing in the game. So, you know. I, You're talking specifically about a young man who was chasing foul balls in a, in a, you know, in a weekend full of games. Yeah. And and I, my wife noticed him as well. It's your son. It's your yeah. son. He, you know, he ten, you know, 11-year-old, 12-year-old. He's 11. 11-year-old, yeah. you know, attending 15-year-old's games. And, uh, you know, we, we had this as, we, as a role for players, mm-hmm. but he just kind of took it upon himself, and our guys got used to it and took it for granted yes. that he was just going to go and get them all. Yeah. Well, he well, got tired. He, want, he wanted a snow cone or something, right? <laughs> he wanted to go sit by his mom for, for a game, which is fine. We're not paying him to do right, it, you right. know? And, and all of a sudden, I hear you, and they're like, hey, fellas, 
you got to go get the foul balls now. You lost your foul ball getter, you know, and then they realize how important and how valuable that role is. Yeah. To have, you know, to have someone doing that. Yeah. Just every little role that we take for granted. Is, yeah. It wasn't just them either. It was me. Cause I, you know, sure. well, I had to, I had to motivate them to go get the ball. Uh huh. So, you know, as another yeah. thing as a coach that as an assistant coach, you have to think about doing after, you know, so all those little roles matter right. and, 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 and doing, you know, performing your role at the best of your ability. Yeah. Yeah, it's important, it's important. To, to and it's important to share your gratitude to those people as well because you know we 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 created a you know I, this past year I, one of the things that I noticed every time I walked into the locker room in the spring was it was spotless, smelled mm. good, you know, it, it didn't smell like a locker room and one day I walked in there, it was before any of our kids had gotten out of school, and I and I it had that fresh, clean smell to it, and the toilets were clean as can be, sparkly, and I thought, we we need to show our appreciation to the mm, custodian. So we you. all, yeah. we, we got our little letterhead out and wrote a little note and had all the guys sign it and then and then put it in an envelope and stuck it in, the, in this uh, custodial room just to say what you're doing matters. Yeah. It matters to us and, and we appreciate it. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. That's great stuff right there. So, all right. Where are we? Number four, number four, number four. Good deal. We're about 30 minutes in buddy. This is good. Good stuff. So this we're moving on now to episode number 69. And this episode is called let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And I, they're probably, <laughs> there's probably going to be a common theme through a yeah, lot that's of these, what I was thinking, we've chosen because as I'm thinking about what we're probably going to say on this one from the clip, I I think it's very similar to what we've talked about in some of the early ones. But I guess you can tell what you and I find is our favorite conversation. Yeah, I guess so. let's 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 see what we got here. So there's two monks, one old, one young. They're on their they're on a journey between monasteries, and they're. They're walking along, and these are these are celibate monks. They have a a vow that, uh, or at least one of their vows, is that they're not to have any relationship with women. And they're walking along, and it had been raining for the fa- last few days, and they they came upon a river that, because of the rain, was was really swift and you know fairly dangerous, challenging to cross. But what they saw down on the riverbank was an old lady. And she was standing there, and she was she was needing to cross the river, but she was afraid to go across. And uh, you know, the monks they, they stood there, they evaluated the situation for a few minutes, and then and then eventually, the old monk uh, took off down towards the, the riverbank, and he he wrapped his arms around the old lady, and picked her up, and carried her through the water. So so. He and the younger monk waded through the, the raging water and, and, and got the old lady to the other side. And then the, uh, the, you know, the older monk put the lady down and uh, no words were said, but they, they went on their, their, their separate ways. So the, the old monk and the young monk continued on to the next monastery. And the thing is, is that this, it, the younger monk was bothered by, the, by what he had witnessed at the riverbank because he knew that you know basically this this his companion had had broken their vow Mm. and the longer they walked the more it bothered the the younger monk and the more frustrated the more angry 
he became and you know hours had gone by and it, he he was he was still angry as a matter of fact he just became more angrier as they went until eventually he couldn't he couldn't stand it anymore and he just he, he busted out you know screamed i can't believe you did that and it kind of caught the old monk by surprise and you know he's, he's like what are you what are you talking about and the, the young monk said i can't believe that you put your hands on that woman he said we're not supposed to to, to have any relationship with a woman we're not supposed to touch women but you wrapped your arms around her you you carried her um across and and the old the old monk said well I'm, I'm not for sure what you're talking about what woman and you know that made the mm. the young monk even more mad and he said the woman at the river the one that you carried across and then finally the old monk gave in and he, he kind of coyly said oh that's right that woman he said that was hours ago <laughs> i put her down as soon as we crossed the river why are you still carrying her as human beings coach we have this tendency i would say it's a fault to carry things in in our hands but a lot of the times it's in our hearts and in our minds yeah, most, that we carry these things most of the time it is and that's where that's where it causes the most damage yeah the reality of the of competition the reality of sports is even if you are prepared because you're, you know, you're prepared not to make that first mistake but even if you're prepared not to make a second mistake in a row you still can yeah and uh, which means you have to be prepared for how you're going to handle it and I think exactly. that's where I think that's where a lot of the the, the problem I think that's where the problem doesn't ever get better because we, we don't practice the right things to get better at this it's a practice. In order to get better, we have to practice it. It's like you said, it's a skill that needs to be developed. But the problem is, and I think when coaches don't understand this, this is where they end up compounding the issue because they think that the solution to not making mistakes is physical all the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is physical. And I'll even say it this way. A lot of times it is. But, but yeah. a lot of times it's not. It's, it's mental. And so what happens is we compound the issue by saying, stay afterwards, you're going to run sprints, right? You're, you're not in good enough shape. Or we're going to hit ground balls. We're practicing after this game. You're going to run until you puke, things like that, right? And, and you're gonna do, we need to take more swings. We need to field more ground balls. You need to hit until your hands bleed, things like that. And somehow you're, we're thinking that the more ground balls we field, the more you know, the more swings we take, that's going to help us in, in the making mistake after mistake after mistake when, when it's obvious that it doesn't because even professionals can have a tendency to make more than one mistake. And so, and they're the most practiced people in the world in the games that they play. And so I think the secret to being able to overcome the mistake and not allowing one mistake become two and then allowing that snowball effect or as some people say the wheels to fall off in the middle of an inning or in the middle of a game is understanding that the way to practice this isn't always physical. It, it's, yeah. it, is, it is mental. It's knowing, it's knowing how to react when something bad happens. <laughs> is there anything else to say? 
That's a good one. That's not just a sports lesson. No, nah, definitely not. Definitely not at all. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's good. I think of uh, Solomon, King Solomon, wrote Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. At least we think he did. Mm, yeah. Ecclesiastes talks about there's a season for everything. Right. And um, I guess understanding that and knowing that is important. You know, we talk about being ready for those uh, for those mental mistakes or being ready for mistakes, period, and knowing how to respond when, when they happen. Uh, knowing that allows you to let it go. You yeah. know, and we're not saying... We're not saying that that failure and mistakes shouldn't hurt by any stretch of the imagination, but but knowing that they're going to come, yeah. and knowing that uh, that there's a way beyond them right. is very important. I think that's important, you know, from a from a from a sports perspective. A lot of times, if you're running a drill, if you're if you're fielding ground balls, if you're you know swinging in a cage or whatever, you'll see this happen with a lot of athletes if they they miss a ball if they make a mistake they'll stop they'll and they'll uh, you know pout might not be the right word although some do mm-hmm. some pout but they'll they will you know uh might verbally or you know with it with their body language show that they've been defeated that they failed in some in some way yeah and <clears throat> i think it's important in those moments to encourage them not to do that yeah because what they're doing is they're 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 giving power to that failure they're they're uh they're amplifying that mistake and you know you can't that they're not they're put taking themselves out of a position to respond yeah so having that a right or having that right approach having that right you said it before perspective and knowing that uh that that unpleasant things are going to happen to you yeah knowing, knowing when to just uh well let it go yeah right i mean yeah you know, you you talk about that on the baseball field or the basketball court or the football field or whatever your your playing field might be but how about when you're sitting on the couch at home and you happen to open up whatever your favorite social media is and you read something that you vehemently disagree with right <laughs> right? right yes and you're and you're uh, in that moment tempted to go down that rabbit hole of anger and frustration and hatred and maybe even respond in the comment section mm. when you should probably be just letting it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yep. Such a valuable tool in our toolkit that we need to bring to the top, I think. Well, probably the most, you know, I'll say this, a lot of these five episodes that we've, that we've selected or seven, if we, if we get to the last two, these actually were also the highest downloads that we've had. Ah, so that you yeah. know, it's not just you and I picking moments, but it's. I, I think we, I think we forgot to say that that we we have the ability to, to look back through and see how many downloads we've received. Aside from that very first one, you know, the introduction to what our coaching life podcast is. That's where astronomically different <laughs> because anyone that joins a new you know that finds a new podcast out there. A lot of times they scroll straight down and, and listen to the very first one. Mm. Okay, this is what this podcast is about, probably. 
And so we have, you know, there's a couple hundred more of that one than any other ones. But from the, from, you know, from, from that point forward, what is, and there've been some that, you know, are later on, you know, like our most recent one with Matthew Blanchard has surpassed a lot of the episodes we've done recently. You do. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, you know, we, it's, it's nice to see the downloads. This one that we're about to play a clip from has been one of the most downloaded episodes that we've had. And we recorded this during the, during the time when you and I were uh, recording remotely. And this was right before the election, the presidential election. Mm. And we were in the, in one of those moments where it was really frustrating to wade through the climate of our culture yeah. at that time, which really hasn't changed much since the presidential election. That's true. So we, so this is still very valuable to us. Double whammy though. You've, you had the, the, uh, right. The, the polarization of the, the pandemic mm-hmm. and then, you know, the polarization of the, the election that right at the same time. A lot of right. Being locked down, can't, you know, things being canceled in some places, but in other places not, which we still have that in a sure. lot of ways. Yep. You know, I mean, I talked, I was talking with people this morning about people, were like, hey, how'd, how was your trip at St. Louis? Like, it was fantastic. Spent three days without really thinking about the things that I think about when I'm back home mm. in a small town, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, downtown St. Louis. You know, we went to two ball games where there was forty-one thousand fans in the stands. We, you know, barbecue down Keener Plaza. We're sampling food all down through there, listening to bands, having fun. You know, the St. Louis City has a mask ordinance that you know they're asking people to wear them when they come inside businesses and things like that. So we followed those, but we didn't think about the things. You know, we, it wasn't reminded of us constantly while we were there. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, and it was it was. I guess what I'm saying is it was nice to just live a yeah. little bit. And 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 it, and it pointed out to me. I think some of the the different ways, the inconsistent ways that our that our culture has responded to mm, to everything. Absolutely. And so, right, yep. Anyway, it's still yeah, it's tough times that we're still living in, and so I think this is really relevant. So this is this was episode seventy four, tough times, tougher people. We just need to tell all of our listeners out there that, listen, if you're part of our community, if you're part of this Coaching Life podcast, whether you just started listening today for the first time or you've listened to us regularly, we just want to tell you that there's no room for you to not toughen it out if you're part of this podcast. Because, listen, tough times don't last. Tough people do. And we want all of our people to grasp that and to to just determine the day I'm going to be that. You know, like, for example, just real quick. Elections coming up this week, right? Mm. You know what's going to happen the day after the election, Pat? Oh boy, I, no, I've got I a prediction. <laughs> I've got, I've got, a, I'll, I'll, I've got a prediction that I know is going to be absolutely true. I mean, I, I, I can't be a hundred percent true. I got to leave a little bit of a space for for the Lord to come back here. But you know what? The sun's going to come up. Oh, the sun call. is going to rise, and we're going to. Our country is going to be here. Despite what some people think, our country, turn off all your social media people, because that's the only place where you're learning that this is that this is a total disaster. Because I go and I walk around up here in you know, where I live and people, are, my neighbors lo- are friendly. We love each other, whether whether we have Biden signs or Trump signs or Joe Jorgensen signs or whoever you might be voting for signs in your yard, which I don't have any signs in my yard. But we love each other and we're going to be just fine. We're going to continue with our lives. We're going to learn from this. We're going to work hard. We're going to love our friends and love our family. We're going to contribute to our communities like we always do. And that's going to be true if the election goes the way you want it to go. And it's also going to be true if the election doesn't go the way you want it to go. 
And that's what it means to me to be an American. Not any of those other bull crap that you see posted on frickin' social media. Can you tell that I'm about <laughs> done with social media? I'm just going to post our podcast, and that's about it. I'm about done with it because it's so freaking negative that I'm just I, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. We, I, I would follow that up by saying that uh, for as long as I've lived, I, I believe that I, I've lived in the greatest country in the world, and I still believe that. And I, I, I thank God that I believe that. And I, you know, I, I think it's true. So I, I do too, Pat. I, I do too. I, I do not buy. I do not buy the narrative that we are a divided country. I just don't buy that. And I mean, yeah, there, there are some problems, but we are United States. We are a united country. We're more accepting. We're more compassionate and integrated than, than we have ever been. If you look around, I mean, the truth is, we, I mean, there are, it does not mean that there are not still problems. When you say right. that, someone immediately pushes back and says, oh, but there's still racism and there's still uh, people who don't accept other people of other beliefs. I know that we're never yeah. getting rid of that because yeah, we're, the vision we're never getting rid of that. But we are today more accepting than we've ever been, ever been in the history of this nation. We are not a country that's being torn apart by that. And you can point at uh, you can point at a leader, one person, one man of our nation and say, "Oh, it's his fault or it's that person's fault." Listen, if if one person allows you to feel that way, you got a problem. Mm. I'm sorry. If you're putting that much stake in a president of our country, you know what? Go get a life. Go get a life because you're, you're relying too much on one man and he or she, whoever ends up being, they're not going to do anything for you that's going to really cause your heart to be where it needs to be every single day when you wake up. That, that's you. You've got to do that. So I know this is, you know, it does feel like tough times. And so I think this is relevant. But you know what? Just, just be tougher. Be tougher because you'll last even though the tough time will not. It might feel like it's here forever, but it won't. It'll go away. And tough people will be there waiting to pick up the pieces for everyone else who maybe almost almost lost it during the tough times. You had a lot of coffee that morning, it sounded like. It was energetic, wasn't it? <laughs> was I standing there's up during that show? There's or? some passion there. I, I don't guess. know. I don't know. That, had, that was remote, too. It was, yeah. 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 That must have been one of those late night ones. It just felt had a late night feel to it. It did. It yes. did. Yeah. I hey, agree. tomorrow morning when we wake up, yeah, we need to record late at night. We, we got a little more energy. It sounds like. <laughs> oh, well, you may. I don't know. I, 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 it it, it didn't sound like I was. Uh... Well, you couldn't get a word in edgewise there. I, I was on a soapbox <laughs> or something. But shoot, I, you know what? I still feel the same way. I, my wife was making fun of me this morning, last night, because I said something about social media and how I'm just going to delete it from my phone. She goes, you social media hater, you just need to use it for good. I said, I do use it for good. She knows that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, every, it's, it's everything else. It's that hole you get sucked into yep. that, makes you, that makes you form a worldview, a mindset that realistically isn't true in the majority of the places that we have in this country. Right. It really isn't. Yeah, we 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 get fed a false narrative every day about about a lot of things. Absolutely, yeah. It's been it's actually a big it's a hot topic right now. <laughs> it is uh, from it a is. Facebook perspective. Um, yeah. You have to be careful. You do because it's it's not it's not reality. And you know the trouble is that you you get pieces of reality. You can you can take pieces of reality 
and uh, arrange them in a certain way, and it, it changes reality. It's 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 not a true reflection of, of oh. what's going on in in the world or in a life or you know in a day. Man, in that's a, a good time. word. That yeah. happens in you know that happens in Christianity with preaching. And, oh, yeah, and, you know yeah. the reason why there's so many differences in the way people interpret things when when it comes to the way a Christian should live is because you have a lot of people for many years who have selected to preach what I would call you know primarily topical sermons mm. where they pick a topic that they want to talk about that basically fits their narrative or their agenda and then you can find verses if you pick and choose verses which by the way folks the chapters and verses were not part of the original manuscripts of the scripture. God gave us his word and it was just it was just the bible. It was just it was just it was just those books that were written that uh, that we have those were added like in the 1500s. And so and so you know but what happens is they've done us a disservice while it makes it easier to find places to go you know, what, what you're looking for, it's also done us a disservice because it allows people to pick and choose some things and formulate a theology or formulate a belief about something and say, well, this is what you ought to do because, look, the Bible says this here, well, it says that there, and we take it all out of context. Yep. And I think we live in a world where it is com- our world is completely out of context almost every day if we are formulating, formulating our worldview based off of social media. Yeah, we are, and I know, you know, that's... It, if we're not careful, you know, our, our kids are doing that, you know, the, the, yes. the youth, the youth of our, of our world are, they live in that, in that realm. And, and, uh, it's hard, it's hard, yeah. it's hard for an adult, you know, take it for me. It's hard for an adult to, to, uh, differentiate what is, uh, mm-hmm. what's real and what's not, yeah. you know, when you, when you're in that social media hole. But so think about a, a young person that, that hasn't had the experience of the world. And, oh, it's, and I, you know, so it's, it's scary. It's, this is an incredible thing to me. And I don't, maybe you can explain how this works more from a data and an IT perspective, but have you noticed that, you know, like TikTok, for example, mm-hmm. I think it, it knows, yeah, it knows when, based on how long you watch something, a little short video, they're just short videos anyway, but all of a sudden the things that you scroll through and, and get in your random feed tends to be more along the lines of the things that you spent more time on. Yep. So it's almost like it's saying, okay, we recognize that you agree with this or that you like this. And so we're going to give you more of it. Yep. And then some of it may be true that you're, that you're getting, but a lot of it probably isn't. Right. And so all of a sudden now you're getting more fired up. Yes. That's right. Okay, I'll, I'll like that one. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I like that. And and all you're getting is the side of the argument that you're that you want to hear, mm-hmm. not what you need to hear, not yep. what's the truth, but what you want to hear. Yeah, I can't really explain that. I'll just it's use hard. the word algorithm. That's, oh, that's how go. they do it. But it's, it's based off of metadata of the videos that you that you watch, and like you said, how long you watch them, and 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 mm. what days you watch them on, and and things like that. So there's a it's a formula. You yeah, know, that they figure out. You know, what does this and, and and on the surface, it's a good thing, right? We're doing this person a service. We're letting them see what they want to see. What they want to see. However, yeah. you know, what's the what's the ramifications? What's the consequences of that? Mm-hmm. That's and that's something that you know a lot of people don't think about. And yeah. at some point, we'll have to think about. 
Yeah, <laughs> because and, and they are. They're talking about it right now. That's that's the conversation that's going on. You know, with Facebook. You know what? Right. What is Facebook doing? What do they know about out about their users? And and is it okay that they know yeah. that about their yeah. users? You know, and uh, and have they been honest about knowing that about their right. about their users? So that's the that's the that's the big conversation going on now. But yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. And I you know I would say, <clears throat> I guess I would say that sometimes that can make tough times tougher. Yes. Right. So you, you, you have to be a tough person to be able to wade through that. And, um, but you can, human beings can. Are, are built for we adversity. Can. We're, we're made for that and, uh, we can overcome. Absolutely. We yeah. can. Yeah. It's a good thing to keep in mind. Well, that's five. That's five. It's five. So we've spent 55 or so minutes talking about five of our highlighted moments in our in our in this podcast here there is one episode that got a lot of downloads mm-hmm. in fact it would probably i have to go back and look through i don't know how this didn't make our list but it might have been in the top five among downloads it might be six maybe that's why it's not in the list but it's a it's an episode that we titled parents are crazy mm-hmm. which we borrowed that title from a chapter from mike deegan's book which we actually had mike deegan on the podcast as well a couple of weeks after we had this we talked about this episode yeah and uh, this episode caught, you know, it caught a lot uh, some attention, and and uh, so let's let's resonates. play, let's play, yeah, it resonates. Let's play a little bit from it, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll see if we got anything, any listeners left. The cold shoulder parent is usually <laughs> one that was once your friend. Yes, I mean this is someone who was a big supporter, maybe not a friend, but maybe a big supporter of you as the coach, and something changed. And we've all had that happen, where you had a big supporter parent who was like always kind of talking to you after practice and things like that. But then something changed. Maybe you didn't play their kid as much as, as you should have, or you know you disciplined their child or something. Something changed that has reduced this person's appreciation of you. And now the cold shoulder parent kind of throws those cold shoulder daggers at you whenever they get a chance. Yeah. But don't worry. As soon yeah, as that son, as soon as their son's role returns back to where right. it was before, cold shoulder parent will be your friend again. Yeah. Or yeah. And but I, I would I I could see a cold shoulder parent not really it being less about because I feel like when it comes to role and, and playing time, that, that usually is is becomes anger. An angry yeah. parent. But like the cold shoulder parent might be maybe it's some other maybe it's one of their friends' kids. Mm, yeah, that, that lose their spot, or maybe I don't know. That's that's interesting. It's a, or maybe they just maybe they just don't um, agree with how you're coaching, right? You know, they they got better ideas for how to do things. Sure, which but again, that crosses over into another category as well. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I cool think we got the idea what a cold shoulder parent is. But yeah, yeah. How about how about parent number three to avoid the naive parent? The big component of a naive parent is the kid comes home and tells a story and then all of a sudden the coach isn't worth a crap this team's not worth a crap the naive parent basically believes everything their kid says right and they also believe that their kid is the hardest worker on the team Mm. yeah listen i i have i have emails i actually i i kept all the emails that i received as a coach i shouldn't have done this probably you should publish them well (laughs) 
Like I'm not, I would never hold them against people now. Cause again, parents are crazy. And I think if people, like if the people who sent me these emails 10 years ago are listening now, which they're not, I mean, I can't imagine they are. They're probably like, Oh yeah, I was crazy. I mean, I know that we get that. Oh yeah. You know, cause you'll, you'll say the same thing about yourself 10 years from now. I mean, the stuff that you're dealing with in your kids, youth sports, world right now is not going to be a big deal just a few years from now it's not and i understand that so i'm not i would i didn't keep those emails the reason i kept them what i did was i created a folder i didn't read them usually i read the first couple and i realized how much stress this was putting on me Mm. so i actually told my wife i said i created a folder in my google in my gmail today that says stuff that i don't have time for or don't have the energy to read and it was like a really long title and it was just a folder and every time I got an, a, an email that began with th- something like if my kid knew that I was emailing you they'd be mad but you know the, I, I knew okay I know what's coming you know or um, I, I, you just know when you get one of those emails you know what yeah. it's about because you, you, you know I, you get it you get home and there it is it's in your inbox or the next morning it's in your inbox and it happens to be the morning after a game where you set their kid on the bench and they weren't used to sitting on the bench yeah. or something, you know? And so I just, I just got used to just dragging it and dropping it in, in that folder. And in that folder, a lot of times there are, you know, I went back and read them, but in that folder, there were paragraphs about things that happened based on their kids relay of the information mm-hmm. when they got home that just simply is not the way it happened. Mm. It's just not the way it happened. Yep. And there are reasons why, listen, guys, your kids lie to you. <laughs> Newsflash, every child, and people are, oh my gosh, I just ticks people off there. You calling my kid a liar? Listen, there's a difference between calling your kid a name. I'm just telling you, every child lies yeah. to their parents. I don't care how good of a Christian household you have, your kid is going to lie to you. Mm. And the reason why is because they don't want to disappoint you. Mm. They don't want you to be disappointed in them. And sometimes you're like, why would I be disappointed in them? I don't care what role they have. Bull crap. You do care what role they have and they know it. And when they are sitting on the bench or they're not good enough to beat out this other kid on the team, they got to make up some kind of story so that you're not disappointed in them. Instead, you're disappointed in the coach. Mm. And that's what happens. So often that's what happens. And that's why we're talking about this today, because someone's got to tell you. <laughs> hmm. I think um, I think that was such a popular ep- episode because so many parents kind of uh, were convicted, you know, by by the by some of the things we said. But one thing you said during that time, during that clip there was from a coaching perspective, how much uh, stress, you know, it, it causes a coach to read, yeah. you know, to hear from parents that are upset that, you know, don't think you're doing a good job or think that you've made a bunch of mistakes or, you know, what, whatever the, the scenario is, there's, there's an endless number of them. But I would say to parents out there to consider the amount of stress that you're putting on yourself by holding, you know, the uh, the right. coach to a certain to a certain standard, or you know, by by uh, by taking these these uh, first person accounts from from kids, you know, I, I've I've mm-hmm. learned a lot as a dad over the past uh, fifteen years, and and one of the things that I've learned is that you're you're never getting the full story when <laughs> yeah. when you're talking to a kid, and it's not because you're it it's not it's not 
It's not always. Sometimes it's intentional, but it's not yeah. always intentional. I use extreme language there where I said your kids lie to you, right? right and right, I think right. that's, that's meant to get people's attention. Sometimes they do, though. And, and, <laughs> blatantly. And, and not, yeah, and, yeah, that's true. Sometimes it might be blatant. But, but a lie, whether it's intentional or not, it's not the truth. I mean, yes, that, right, right. right. I mean, right. It's, a, yeah, it's a lie. It's not the truth. Yeah, so you leave out a little bit of information, it can change a whole yeah, story. Yeah, it doesn't make you a liar necessarily as, a, as, as part of your character. It's just that you're not getting the full truth really sure. ever. And, and and it's that way in sports, but it's that way anytime. We, you know, there's um, there's a, a country song. It's funny. I, I was listening to it on the way home last week, and uh, it's, I think it's... Uh, Oh, what's I can't remember what the guy's name is, but it's uh, he says there's two two sides to every story. One's the lie, and one's the truth. And if you stop telling lies about me, I'll start. I'll I won't tell the truth about you. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's not Parker McCollum, but I can't. It's Russell Dickerson. Ru- I, th- I think something like that. Russell. No, that's not right. Anyway, you know, you know how I know that. Oh, but I thought about what I thought was that's kind of funny that he thinks his perspective is the truth, but hers is a lie. The reality is both of you probably are telling some lies in there and the truth is somewhere in the middle. That's a good That's point. a reality. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean even your country song isn't really that it's probably not that true, but it's it's, it's it was funny to me that that because we all think that our perspective is the truth. Yours you have a story about what happened. I have a story about what happened. Mine's the truth. Yours is a little bit off. True. Mm, not really. Not really. Somewhere in the middle right. is what actually happened. Yeah. Absolutely. And one uh, one way I know that this is true that kids don't intentionally uh, leave out part of the information is because I tell my kids all the time, you guys, you guys would have no shot in court defending yourself because there's been instances in which I've actually felt like my kids were guilty of something because Mm. they couldn't explain the story. Yeah. Come to find out they weren't guilty. And they're just horrible at telling the story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, so it, yeah. it's not that they were lying yeah. in, the, in the moment because, it, you know, it would have it would have freed them if they'd have told the truth. Yeah. But in, in that case, they, they just weren't able to to recount all the important information. Right. So it's just <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Being being a parent is crazy, but it could also uh, it could also make you crazy. It can make so you crazy. That's for be sure. Be careful about that. Yeah. So we've come to the last moment here of this uh, episode 100. And I think a good place for us to go on today's episode is right back to the beginning. Yeah. This episode, actually, this is episode two, number number two, which was titled PDP, Training the Coach. Uh. And it, it's where we are talking about really the, the birth of this podcast was from a conversation that you and I started with one another about trying to figure out ways that we can focus more on developing younger players in the game of baseball and get them, getting them and getting parents and getting coaches and just getting organizations and people to embrace that the aspect of development, which which in, means a lot of practice mm-hmm. and a lot of you know a lot of good deliberate practice and understanding what that is and understanding where to get your get good training and 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 bringing you know bringing involving those people more and you know things like you know practical things like playing less games, spending less money, you know and and we had some very specific very practical ideas and and we we cranked them out in in you know four or five episodes in a row and then we released them later you know in the, in the coming months down the road and then you and I just continued to come in here and record and it morphed into a larger conversation which I'm really glad that we've that we decided to do yeah me but, too but on this day 
when we were talking about this, we we were just basically talking about how we what we felt like would be a better system of train you know, of of baseball, well, a better system of youth baseball. Really, right. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of a narrow focus at that time. And I just think it's kind of interesting to go back and listen to some of that conversation. Just a you know a couple minutes of that conversation. It was our first real episode. Really, yeah, it was our first real episode, and this isn't the entire episode, of course. It's just a about a you know four or five minute. Uh, well, really, it looks like a three-minute clip of of that. So we'll just play it, and then we'll wrap things up here. But this is this is where we were when the Coaching Life podcast began. The greatest investment a family can make in their child's athletic dreams is player development. The greatest investment a coach can make in his or her team is player development. The greatest investment a league or travel organization can make in their program is player development. When I speak of player development, what exactly do I mean? It's more than just one thing. Player development involves building skills, increasing overall athleticism, building instinct, mental toughness, and deliberately practicing in a manner that prepares the player for the next level at which he or she will be seeking to compete. That is a brief excerpt of a blog post that I made, and that post was called, Let's Start Something New. PDP, which stands for Player Development Program. And I began that post by saying, I would like to make a proposal for a new league, a a new youth baseball and softball program that is long overdue and could have potential to do so much good, especially in a world of travel ball craziness that seems to be spinning more and more out of control each year. And so today, I'm here with my co-host, Pat Martin. Hi, Pat. Hey, Chris. And we are going to talk about this idea of player development, and particularly, we would like to um, create a structure for a potential player development program. And we do not have any thought that this is going to be handled in one podcast episode. So we are anticipating this being a, a two-parter, maybe a three-parter. Who knows? It could be a four-parter. I don't know, depending on how, how much we end up talking about this or how many other perspectives we bring in. But uh, that's what we're here to do today. And uh, Pat, do you have anything that you would like to say by means of introduction to this? Well, I think it's just uh, it's good to for people to know, you know, exactly why uh, we chose the player development program uh, to, you know, to talk about it on, on our, I guess, our second episode now of the Coaching Life podcast. And, um, you know, basically, uh, there's just a lot of interest. It seems like you uh, you you wrote a a blog uh, post a few weeks ago that that garnered a lot of interest, and I followed that up with a, with an article of my own, my first ever article that I've written yeah. in my life. And uh, there's there's people interested in that uh, from a social media perspective and a personal perspective. People are still uh, texting me about it and asking me about it, you know. And you have uh, it's a polarizing topic because you have a group of people that uh, that really want to get it going. You know, they're asking how can we get this started. You know, what what can we do to to get it going? And then there's other people that are a little bit more reserved and um, you know have some obstacles and some roadblocks and some thoughts that are why that you know they don't think that something like this is going to work or would work so um, you know for us we're like like we talked about before we we want to open discussion we want to begin conversation and uh, we want to include as many people as we can so uh, this podcast is going to be about PDP player development yeah. program 
There's where it began. We expanded. We expanded, didn't we? This podcast is going to be about a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, for sure. But you know what? I think, by and large, everything that we do talk about is about player development in Mm. a a and and honestly, a much more focused way. We 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 talk about the the person development. Yeah, you know, everything that we that we kind of talk about goes back to that idea of you know being the best person that we can be. And it doesn't it doesn't stop at players. It's coaches. It's officials. It's mm. uh, it's fans. It's parents. It's everything that uh, is part of the youth sports experience that we that we focus on. And you know, I think that's if we could walk away from doing you know. 100 episodes of the coaching life podcast or 500 episodes of the coaching life podcast and you know help a handful of people become better or as we've said if we can just help ourselves yeah right and a lot and, uh, you know we, we've talked about it before a lot of the times we come on here and we talk and we have our conversations and uh we walk away happy because knowing that if nobody else benefited you know we benefit so right it's uh it's a good thing it's been a it's been a uh it's been a great experience for me. I know that it's had an impact on me as a person and as a coach. Uh, and I'm appreciative of it. I'm appreciative of everyone that, that listens and, and comes up and says, hey, how's the podcast going? Or mm-hmm. I listen to this, listen to the last episode and, you know, have this thought and, 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 mm-hmm. and things like that. It, it's, uh, it's been really special for me. Yeah, it has. And so we certainly want to say thank you to every one of you that have taken time to listen you know, whether that's one or two episodes or whether you've been here, you know, along the way or you know, whether you began with us midway through and have gone back and gotten caught up. But if you're subscribed, absolutely. Thank you so much for being a subscriber and thank you for helping, you know, listen to listening to our mistakes and our failures and listening to us rant about those things a little bit in hopes that we'll become better people and hopes that, you know, we can maybe help someone along the way, learn from our own mistakes and be better people, better coaches, better parents, better players, um, better employees. Um, and yeah, what an awesome time. Hopefully we can do a hundred more from here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, be afraid to join the discussion. We, we started with that invitation and, and we'll always have it. It's an open conversation for sure. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Episode 101, right? Yep. We'll bring a guest on Yeah. for next week. Nice talking to you, Coach. <laughs>